Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back, folks. It's Believe in Rams podcast. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, former Rams linebacker Cameron Lynch. We're coming to you live, uh, or not live, but we're coming to you after, unfortunately, the Rams lost on live television <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Um, four and 10 on the year eliminated from playoff contention. Mm. Uh, the hopium is gone. There's no hopium this year. Uh. Sadly. Uh, I mean, I guess like, obviously they could finish the season strong. We'll talk about that. Um, but as far as the ultimate goal of winning the super bowl, that's out the window, Bad day. uh, officially, Bad day. you know, mathematically yeah. before we get into it, uh, be sure to subscribe, like comment, rate, review all that jazz. On all your podcast platforms, be sure to support the channel that way. And also, I have an ad read. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sp- sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, the only way I know how to kick off a show uh, like the one we do is starting with a burning question. Right. And this one... This this one's a little burning. I'm not going to okay. lie. Matthew Stafford, for those of you li- living under a rock like your Patrick Starr from SpongeBob, <laughs> uh, Matthew Stafford confirmed he is not retiring. So we, we can stop the madness. And look, I'm guilty of that too. I, I was speculating. Probably not smart to speculate. But anytime you have a spinal cord contusion, Cam, you always have to worry, right? Anytime you have multiple concussions for the first time in your career, you have to worry. Anytime you're Matthew Stafford, who got crushed for a living in Detroit, <laughs> you have to worry. Yeah. So he's not retiring. Confirmed it on Kelly Stafford, his wife's podcast. Can the Rams now get back to the promised land in 2023? Definitely. They can get back to the promised land. Matthew Stafford, make sure he's healthy. You know, through the offseason, whatever it takes to get someone healthy from a spinal cord contusion. Jake, I have no idea what that looks like. <laughs> My uh, my little sister, my now new little sister, she just finished some chiropractic school. She's graduated. So maybe she might That's know. Awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, you got to ask her. I got to ask her. <laughs> like, hey, how do you help somebody's spine from deteriorating? Like, what does that look like? 
Um, but I don't think the Rams are out. I think we mentioned it before on the prior podcast here on Believing Rams, you know, with the with the, the Patriots comeback after losing so many and then coming back and just starting the dynasty, I think, for the Rams. Seeing them battle against Green Bay, seeing the fight that they have. Jalen Ramsey, like he's he's been getting torched, you know, this this season. Like us, he's been a lot of people down, but there's there are some highlight tapes. He made some highlight tapes when you're a Hall of Fame corner. That's what happened. He also put on a show versus Green Bay, right? He's stripping the ball from Aaron Jones when like everybody's standing up. Like he's make he's stopping AJ Dillon at the goal line. That he's doing things that superstars do, regardless of bad games against the Devontae Adams or, you know, one-handed catches or Travis Kelsey. Those are Hall of Famers. We talk about it all the time. But the way he's finishing the season, regardless of what's going on, that just gives me hope for next year. Aaron Donald's not even playing, right? So the fact that Hoyt steps up great games under Floyd, it's like there is hope for this team. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. This is where I have the pushback. And, I mean, you know, I got Niners fans my mentions all the time. (laughs) Like, this is it. They're in the basement, like rest in peace, Rams. It's Niners time. It's like, yeah, well, you know, that's what happens when you have a 413 strength of schedule, which is tied for the worst in the league with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And the Rams actually had a a way above 500 uh, strength of schedule, had the toughest coming in the season, not making excuses, but the injuries, right? You got, you got to bring up the injuries because if we're talking about this team in a nutshell, this game was just like any Rams Packers game where they don't have Donald, you know, Cooper cup is not healthy or, you know, plays injured or whatever. That has been what has happened when they play the Packers. I mean, they're never healthy. It seems like, and you know, uh, two nights ago was, was just another example of that. And I, you know, Cam, I'll, I'll say this. Um, when you have three of your four core players out, I, I mean, tough. that's a legit excuse. That's not just like, yeah, but our long snapper got hurt. Or yeah, but our special teams ace got hurt. Like, no, 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 no. Cooper Cup, who has more yards than anybody in the history of the league, if you combined regular season and postseason in a year. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Guy. And he won the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, who has the most passing yards. He's the only one to hit 6,000 passing yards in a season when you combine the postseason and 50 touchdowns. So that's kind of a big deal. Uh, and then Aaron Donald, who's the best freaking player in the game. It doesn't matter if he if he's healthy, if he's hurt. It, it it doesn't matter. He is the best player in the league right now. Like my, uh, don't get me wrong. Micah Parsons, love the guy. I think he's next in line. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. But right now, and Booger McFarland mentioned this on the broadcast. Aaron Donald's still the best in the league. Yeah, we may not see him tonight, but he's the best in the league. And I agreed with that statement. Um, knowing that Stafford isn't retiring knows that now, you know, neither is Sean McVay. Not that I thought he was going to, but that throws that out the window. Neither is Aaron Donald. I don't think Aaron Donald retires because I don't think winners want to leave on this note. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Leaving on this note is like Tom Brady. Tom, Tom is like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sacrifice everything and I'm coming back. So, I mean, Tom Brady literally came back after winning the Super Bowl. He could have ended it on the best note possible and he came back and they still went to the playoffs. This was a very bad worst case scenario season for the Rams and they were still in every game going in the fourth quarter. They still have three games left. They'll probably be in every game going in the fourth quarter the entire year. I don't know who could say that. Um, But look, I mean, next year, fourth or third place schedule. That's what we're looking at. They've clinched that. 
we'll see if they get a fourth or third. I, I don't really care. I want to see them win games. I, you know, I, I don't care how good the Lions pick is. That doesn't matter to the Rams. No. I don't care how high their second round pick is. They can trade up if they like a guy enough. I want to see them finish the year strong. We talked about that. Attract attention. Get people in this building next year. You know, that's what I want to see. But a, a big thing, Cam, is that I hear so many times from people. Wow. This is the worst defending champion of defending Super Bowl champion of all time. Mm. They were a fluke last year, right? Doesn't that prove it? No. Why would that prove it? They're not the same team. They don't have OBJ. They don't have Von Miller. They don't have Austin Corbett. I could go down the list. 14 different offensive lines. Their starting center gets hurt on the second play of the game against the Packers because, of course, Ben Skoranek is now out for the year. I mean, this team (laughs) was literally deep fried with injuries. Deep fried. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> deep fried. Yeah. Like get the instant pot. Yeah. They just threw it right in the instant. Pot. There you go. Yeah. Deep fried with injuries. Yeah. That That's our new thing. Maybe put that on a t-shirt, <laughs> but, <laughs> I take- but I mean, Cam, like they were deep fried with injuries yeah. and now they have a chance. They have a better, they have better picks because they're going to be higher in the order. Now Um, they have a second rounder this year. They did not have one last year. They have an easier schedule. And now, I think they can make some philosophical changes. Yeah, and, and to your like to your point, right? I think Mbappe. I think Mbappe said it best after he lost to Messi. He's like, "We'll be back." He said it in French, but he said, "We'll be back." And I have a feeling that the Rams are going to be the same way. I'm sure Aaron Donald's watching Mbappe. He's like, "Yeah, we're going to be back too." You know what I mean? Just this whole ramp. The, all, all the people who are on IR who are injured right now, they're probably feeling the same thing. We will be back. And you know, I know too. We love to talk about the game balls here. Uh, the Rams did they didn't play well against the Packers, but there were some there were some high moments. And I you gotta shout out Matt Gay. I mean, he missed he missed a field goal, I believe it was an extra point, but he hit two field goals past fifty five yards. Like that's I think Pat McAfee, you know, shouted him out on his on his channel, but that's a Unreal. that's a big deal to keep the Rams in the game until like the second half really where you got it tied up. You're scoring most of the points for the Rams. If the offense couldn't get the ball going, I know we're going to talk about this running game. This is the run the damn ball podcast, but you know, the, the Matt Gay, I just, I definitely want to give him the game ball because he hit some big, big kicks. And I think the Rams really needed that. Um, you know, the Rams going against the Matt LaFleur, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it was, a, it was, a, it was an interesting game. It was an interesting game, very cold, 15 degrees outside. So, you know, Rams, we didn't want to tackle too much, but, Football, the the game ball for my my end goes in Matt Gaiman. Uh, you know, I got to shout out your guy Leonard Floyd as well. Uh, him and Hoyt, they were going off. I'll, I'll pass the mic to you to see what kind of, who your games game balls went to this game. I mean, is Leonard could Leonard Floyd be playing better football right now? It's such a shame that it, it's all for naught. But like, it's it doesn't go without notice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I are talking about it, and you know, Michael Hoyt. Well, well, let's let's get into that. I'm going to go back to Matt Gay first, okay. actually. So with that that one kick, what did they say on the broadcast? I tweeted out immediately. I was like, he's the second best kicker in the league behind Justin. <laughs> yeah. Like at that moment, I was like, I, I, I hate to poke fun at Tampa, man, but Tampa let this guy go for Ryan Suckup, who missed like what, two field goals past week. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, like man. you talk about the come on segment. Yeah. Come on, man. There, There's a come on, man segment. Yeah. And uh, Matt Gay went uh, his first game. The Rams signed him. He went to Tampa and won the game for the Rams. He beat them in the playoffs. 
Matt Gay is on a mission yeah. to be the best kicker after Justin Tucker retires. And I think he's going to do that. Um, to go from Greg Zerline to him and the irony, and I'm not poking fun, trust me. I also cover the Jets and I love GZ. GZ missed a game tying field goal from 58 yards out, mm. you know, to to send the the Jets to overtime against the Lions. Um, you know, now you have Matt Gay who hits that that field goal. And on the broadcast cam, they said like under 25 yards past, I think it's 50 yards. Only two kickers had hit that field goal at Lambeau Field in those conditions. Mm. Matt Gay just became the number three kicker. You, you, you can't give enough appreciation for a kicker like that, especially with how abysmal the offense has been this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're averaging, what, 16 points per game. That would be like 12 if they didn't have a good kicker. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, I got to say it, it's bothering me around the league. Why are kickers missing field goals short from 48 yards out? Matt Gay is drilling field goals where it says on the screen, this would have been good from 63. Mm. And these guys are missing field goals like short of uh, 48. Like, I got pushback it's like from free throws. a guy for that. It's like free throws, Jake. Yeah. You know, like with sack attack, like pack a shack. He wasn't making his free throws. Giannis doesn't make his free throws. So I guess sometimes the field goal kickers, a lot of pressure, they just miss their stuff. So, you know, their kick. So. I, I, I don't, I don't know, man, but it's got to be fixed. There are some bad kickers in this league right now, mm -hmm. as far as power wise, kicking power that are going to lose their jobs to, you know, college guys. I mean, they're, they're getting stronger. Yeah. The legs are getting stronger, man. Yeah. Soccer, you know? soccer players are coming to play football just to kick. Actually. So, so we want to stay championship in, in Atlanta because one of our kickers, he plays soccer. He can kick both left foot and right foot. So he scored a Ooh. lot of our points. Yeah, man. Um, Kickers are really important. I know we talk about it a lot. Kickers and punters, special team players, they don't get a lot of love. Riley Dixon, converting first down, throwing fake punts, throwing the football, you know, like flipping the field. Matt Gay, you know, scoring points for his team and kickoff, you know what I mean? Kicking the ball in the end zone. So we can't overlook the special teamers for sure. Matt Gay made made a tackle, big, big key tackle on that uh that return. I mean, yeah. Um uh, yeah, so Matt Gay, 100% agree with him being, you know, having a game ball. Uh, you got to give it to him. Definitely agree with Leonard Floyd. And we'll get more into, you know, my thoughts on the edge room later on the show. Um, <clears throat> but I got to give, you know, I got to give a game ball, um, it, at least, you know, from my perspective, just seeing him go out there week in and week out, just no matter where this team is at in the standings, now they're eliminated. Bobby freaking Wagner. Yeah. He just manages to always show up. Um, you know, was he spectacular like the week before? Was he forcing turnover? No, but like this is a tackling machine. This is a guy who sets the tone. He's a true leader. And I don't feel like you ever, there's no high lows with him. Mm. He's so even keel. And I think the team really feeds off that. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, shout out to Bobby Wagner. And, uh, you know, I'll say for the offense, I'm going to give it to Cam Akers. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, he did his job. Like, I think this is a bottom three run defense. So, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. And unfortunately, the game plan or, you know, the scheming or whatever was flawed and they didn't let him continue to do what he was doing. And I feel like that was a big issue with this offense is that really at the end of the day, they got the run game going. 
and they abandoned it. So when they're trying to use the play action cam, Packers aren't buying it because you don't run the ball enough for me to buy it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then the, the, let's not even get started with the end of rounds that are all over the tape. Everybody knows what they're doing. It's a very predictable offense. I mean, and that's why going back to what I was saying, I hope there's a philosophical change now, you know, where they're like, we tried it, didn't work. You know, maybe we move on from this guy. We move on from this guy. We add a new OC. I give up this, you know, I pass the sticks. I, you know, I give up the play calling. I'm, I'm hoping there's something there, Cam, because I'm not saying there needs to be a complete overhaul of this team because I think a healthy Rams team this year probably is 10 and four instead of four and 10. Um, and I'm talking the offensive line. I'm talking a fully healthy Rams team. But I do think they can make some differences. They, they can change some things. And whether that's scheming or what, uh, I don't know. But I definitely think they can make some some changes yeah. and uh, how about our, you know refine this team for yeah. next year. How about our guy Tutu Atwell, though? I mean, he, he drew some big pass interference calls. Like, he's, he's a blazer, you know? And, like, just watching him oh, more and more after we talk about him on this podcast, he could easily be a guy next year. He could easily be a yeah. guy that's in the starting lineup with Cooper Cup. You know, with, with Allen, like, he could be one of those guys, even Skoranek. I mean, the way that he played, you know, like, these guys are really stepping up. And so it's good to see, um, like you said, the Rams went away from the running game. And you would think, Jake, that you're going against one of the two, two of the best running backs, A.J. Dill, you know, A.J. Dillon and Aaron. It's like, wait, these guys are running the ball down our throat. Why are we doing the same to them? I mean, and that, that's who my game ball would probably would go to for the Packers. It's just their running backs. I know we talked about them before, but they were everything that we, we thought of. I mean, these guys are running that football, and that's what we want to see from the Rams. And so just to see just to see the Rams, you know, struggle to get those guys down. Uh, I know Taylor Rapp has some struggles in the red zone, you know, some goal line stands with A.J. Dillon. I mean, A.J. Dillon's a big guy. So Taylor – Had another interception that's back-to-back for Rapp. Rapp has, <laughs> has two interceptions. I was happy for him about that. We did talk about that in the last podcast, Jake, that – that Aaron Rodgers will throw the ball up. And so Taylor Rapp, he benefited yeah. from one of those. Um, you know, seeing Jalen Ramsey step up, big turnover. He said Bobby Wagner, but just going to the the Packers team, they just out, they just outplayed, I feel like they just outplayed the Rams. You know, we talk about some of the things, you talking about it. He said, when the Rams go and play action, teams don't buy it because we don't run the ball enough. Well, the Packers, the play action actually works. Right, they found those oh, yeah. those soft zones behind the linebackers because you got two great running backs running the ball really really hard, and so guys gonna bite a little bit more. So Aaron Rodgers is able to just find those things on the back end. So hopefully Sean McVay's taking some of those notes from Matt Lafleur, you know, a little bit of reverse uh, mentorship there, and, and really just figure out how to get the run game going. Jake, if we can get the run game going next year, I think you and I will both be happy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it's really interesting, Cam, because they have three games, and, oh, God, I hate that Skoranek's out. These are the reps, man. This yeah. is his time. Like, you you need these reps. But he is out for the year uh, with a strained calf, as is Brian Allen. Um, look, I understand injuries are, are a, a very sore subject. I understand replacing players with injuries is a sore subject. But at what point do you look and be like, man, we can't count on Brian Allen. We can't count on Noteboom. We can't count on David Edwards. These guys are always hurt. Havenstein or ha- Havenstein, he's healthy, right? He he's he's the healthiest one. He's played the entire you know season, um, but he's now getting you know beat up. 
Uh, and it's just like, you know, what do you do when you've paid these guys money? You paid Coleman Shellen. Now, I like Coleman Shellen. Coleman Shellen's dealing with some injuries this year or has dealt with injuries this year. They've dealt with so many injuries this year. And, you know, you could say some of it is fluke, right? You could. But I feel like it would be irresponsible to just assume it's all fluke. When you see patterns, Allen can't stay healthy. He was a Pro Bowl center last year. He has a hard time staying healthy. That puts your entire offense into a tizzy because now you move anybody from that that chain. And I don't know if I, I mentioned the analogy on here. I think it was a live stream analogy. But the chain is metal. When you have five guys in the offensive line, it is a metal chain. Mm -hmm. When you take off a link and you add a paper chain, mm -hmm. it doesn't do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's a weak link, and all of a sudden, it's going to go like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to just crumble. Uh, if you put together, you know, what the macaroni chains yeah, you know, yeah. used to make in like string. kindergarten or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that type of thing. Nerds rope. It's like putting a nerds rope as a chain. I mean, that is what the Rams have done with this makeshift offensive line all year. And if you want to see them or or they want to see them succeed next year, or I want to see them succeed next year, they have to seriously have a real discussion internally whether or not they need to move on from no boom. Allen, anybody that has had a pattern of injuries, because I don't know. And, and Alexis and I were talking about this <clears throat> post game. I do not know how much longer they can go with these guys that have constant injury concerns. And I love no boom met him at the senior bowl. Really good dude. Um, and, and I, you know, I signed off on him being the bookend left tackle of the future, but the best ability is availability. And, and if you're not healthy, man, like it, it doesn't matter, you know, and honestly with this team wanting to win now, um, you know, and win for Aaron Donald before he retires, win for Stafford in that, you know, five-year, you know, window. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they say, you know what, screw it. We liked what we saw from Ty and Secchi. Let's give him a shot. He's old. Sure, he's 38, whatever. You know, then you draft the left tackle or say, you know, Alaric Jackson moves to guard or maybe he's your left tackle. I could see them doing some stuff with the team right now, but I could also see them adding a guy or two. Um, I just don't think they're in a position where they can just overlook entirely, you know, replacing some of these guys that just can't stay healthy. Yeah, and I think to your point, right, you can't make the team in the cold tub, you know, especially as an undrafted per player. Like, we couldn't be hurt. You know, I think I mentioned <laughs> on our prior podcast, but it's almost like, you know, your Ferrari getting a flat tire or a dent. Like, there's only so many times where that can happen. And so what I want to do, I want to dig a little yeah. bit deeper, actually, Jake, right? So my thing is, what's their off-season programming looking like? Right. What are their what's their training regimen look like looking like on a weekly basis? So not only reconsidering maybe maybe some of these players, but also reconsidering their strength and conditioning pro programs. Right. Like, what does that really look like? Because clearly after the Super Bowl, everybody was drunk and they did. They didn't, I don't think they trained properly, Jake. Like, I don't know if the Rams added enough armor that almost the line or just the players in general added enough armor onto their bodies to get through a season, right? You get those kinks, you get those hits, you get strained muscles. But a lot of teams who are available, who have a great program prior to even stepping out on that field, can last a little bit longer. And, and like you said, like sometimes you have fluke injuries. But at this point, 
it's like, hey, we got to look a little bit deeper and see kind of what we're doing in the off season and what we're doing even during the season. What what are we eating? What are we putting in our bodies? So I think for the Rams, for their for their staff, I think they have to look within as well. Not only for the players, but look and see what things are feeding their players and what what nutrition is there because clearly we're having it working. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. To your point, you know, if Andrew Whitworth went down, you know, last year, that's fluke. He's been predominantly healthy, keeps himself in great shape. But yeah, it's the pattern for me that kind of sours me. Here is me playing the optimist here because, you know, I like to do this. You played with him, Roger Saffold. Yeah, exactly. Roger couldn't stay healthy to save his life in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. He couldn't. Like, this is a guy they drafted to be the left tackle of the future to protect Sam Bradford, okay? And he got hurt. And he got hurt again. And again. And what they found is that, you know, he had to keep getting those quarter zone shots and whatnot. Um, He had the shoulder thing that flagged his signing with the Raiders, which allowed him to come back to the Rams. Um, But the interesting thing was when they were just like, you know what? Let's move him to guard. Let's yeah. move him to guard. Yeah. Let's, you know, the problem with Allen is that he's already moved in at center. So mm. you're going to have to figure out a different way to keep him healthy. Um, no boom could be kicked in at guard. Now he would probably need a pay cut. Like he would probably need to give up some money mm. because they paid him to be a left tackle. The future they paid him to have quality assurance at left tackle and not have to worry about anything there. But if he moves to guard, maybe that's the career move he has to make to, to keep himself healthy. Now, here's another thing. The pre-existing injury concern. Brian Allen may not have that that bad of an injury. He'd be back if it was, you know, if they were in the playoffs, strained calf. I mean, it sucks, but he could come back. Um Nopum has a severe injury. He's torn his ACL in the past, and now he just suffered the same injury. Uh, Cam Akers suffered. Mm. And, you know, we talk about it. Guys coming off Achilles tears just aren't the same. Um, KD, Kobe know, Bryant, like it's just Kobe it's Bryant. Thing, yeah. yeah. It, it's playing the left tackle spot and how much weight you put on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be even worse. Like we've seen Cam kind of drop off. He's not the same running back we saw in that postseason run um, before the Achilles tear. I mean, I'm a little worried, you know, Cam, about uh, about Nopum's long-term health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm worried about Alaric Jackson, who, shout out to him, he followed me on Twitter uh, the other day, said, you know, I do a good job, so appreciate you, Alaric. Yeah, nice. I am worried about his blood clots, though. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I hope that works out, because that's why he's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he suffered that, and so as long as that checks out, I really like the guy long-term. Um, I like Inseki in the short term. Chandler Brewer was fun for a little bit, and then he gets hurt. He's out for like the rest of the year. Edwards, you know, he has concussion problems. Like, is that going to be an issue down the road? He had back-to-back concussions, uh, you know, coming out of the, the protocol. I think more than ever, you talk about how the Rams kind of had to adapt, you know, and what they've learned. So like last year, they had the unfortunate, you know, like the learning experience of, hey, you need more receivers than you realize mm-hmm. because Robert Woods goes down, Deshaun Jackson wants out, Jacob Harris goes down, Tutu Atwell goes down. Like you need 
more receivers, right? So I think the Rams got that through their head and they're like, okay, we'll keep more receivers on the roster. Well, now, next year, the big lesson to be learned here is it starts with the offensive line. And if you're not healthy on the offensive line, we've seen it, you know, losing a piece or two. Teams can get by. Look at the Chargers and what they're doing, you know, without Rashawn Slater at left tackle. The dude's amazing. And they've been without with, you know, without him the whole year. Um, you know, teams can do that. You know, I would I would argue the way Kyle Shanahan sets up the 49ers, the quarterback position has not damned them as much as the Rams offensive line has damned them. Like, you know, when people say, well, they lost their quarterback. I'm not going to say anybody can run Kyle Shanahan's offense, but you got guys that can make plays after the catch and they can turn your five yard screen into a 90 yard touchdown. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got Purdy doing well and he's playing well. Got to give him props. I'm not, I'm not hating. Um, but you got him, you got Garoppolo, you got, you know, Lance, whatnot. Obviously they're all hurt except for Purdy. Um, but with the Rams, it's different because the Rams, they don't run an offense like that. See, Shanahan prioritizes the run and the short and intermediate passing game. The Rams want to go deep down the field. Like, that's what they want to do. And they've tried to do it, but they can't because they don't have the offensive line to allow a quarterback to go five, seven step dropbacks, as you saw on Monday Night Football with Baker. So I think really next year, if you learn anything, Rams, just make sure, you know, the resumes check out. If you feel, if something feels off, hey, this guy, you know, we love him, but Brian Allen, but he's torn his ACL, the calf strain, the Knicks and Knacks and all that, and keeping him out for weeks and weeks and weeks. Can't have it. Yeah. Right? So it's not, I'm not advocating to get rid of him. I'm advocating to keep guys that are going to be available. And I don't know why, but Brian Allen can't stay healthy. Uh, no boom has had issues staying healthy. And I do worry about the Edwards concussion. I really do. Yeah. And going back to your point about Shanahan and his offense, like one thing he does really well is they run the ball really well. They got guys that can, that can move, that can run a special field. And I think a lot of times too, for offensive linemen, I think they rather dominate people in the run game than sit back and get full rushed by, you know, by somebody coming down, you know, the middle of their face mask. So, I think whenever an offensive lineman can um, impose their will, you know, on a defensive line, then I think things start moving a little bit different. Uh, they're a little bit more, have a little more pep in their step, right? But when they're sitting back, getting pass rush, three and out, you know, they start to, you know, doubt themselves a little bit and maybe they their, their technique is off and then, oh, they get hurt. So I think you, you said a little bit earlier, but just readjusting the philosophy for the Rams is going to be really important to compete with a lot of these teams, um, you know, in the NFL, because, you know, let's just say this year wasn't it, you know, Jake, it wasn't it. And um, running the football, I think you talked about it before we hopped on the call, you know, with Henderson and, you know, just the great running back room that the Rams did have. And now guys aren't, aren't touching the rock. So I, I think just with next year, run the damn ball, <laughs> run the damn yeah, ball. And, oh my God. and who knows? If, and the other thing too is, right. It's like, who knows if we're going to be able to stop the run next year, right? Like if Raheem Morris leaves, you know, the Rams are going to be so gung-ho on stopping the football, they're going to be more pass-heavy. You know, what does that look like? But I will say, even on the defensive side, the Rams have to figure that out as well because 
as you saw with Aaron Rodgers, he was finding some of those little little pockets behind the you know behind the defense. You know, Jack, they were just tearing the soft zone up, man. And I just think for next year, when you're playing elite quarterbacks like your Patrick Mahomes, your Aaron Rodgers, you can't run that defense. I mean, you can run it sometimes, but they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. And yeah, I think just going back to that game, you know, the Packers, they they ran the ball really well. Their offensive line, like they blocked really well. You know, um, Aaron Rodgers, he was back sitting pretty in that pocket. I mean, you know, we, we got Floyd coming in, you got Hoyt coming in. But he was sitting back in that pocket looking, you know, just clean jersey. And so I think changing the philosophy up a little bit, making sure guys aren't as comfortable, changing up some of that zone coverage. Things going to be big. We get Aaron Donald back, which is going to be great. Uh, Taylor Rapp, I'm not sure if he's going to, you know, continue with the Rams as well. But having some help for Jalen Ramsey, uh, like we talked about before, is going to be is going to be big in the new year. So. Jake, we'll, we'll see, but I, I do think the Rams will return. The, it was say we will be back. We will return. So um, <laughs> he said, hopeism isn't hopeism isn't a thing anymore right now. But just really finishing strong and preparing for next year. That's all we can do. I mean, we're Marvel fans. Yeah. So at the end of those movies where it says the Avengers will return or <laughs> Thor will return or whatever, I I always like. I feel the same way you do. Like, I'm like, the Rams will return. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things where I could see so many people bailing on this team, not fans. I mean, like the media, you know, people that like, you know, analyze the team for a living. Like, I could see so many people just like wanting nothing to do, aging quarterback, broken down quarter. I can hear all the narratives, right? You know, this team is just, they're like the, the Kevin Garnett, uh, you know, was it Paul Pierce, <laughs> yeah. Ray Allen, like, you know, not even the, the Celtics I'm talking about when they were on the nets, like <laughs> I, I could totally see all of the, you know, the storylines, but what's the one constant about the Rams? They got Sean McVay. They got less Snead. When you have a, a head coach and a GM that are on the same page, work well together and have already won a super bowl and have been to a super bowl twice in the last four years, one of only three teams to do that. I mean, you have to feel a little bit better than some of the other teams, yeah. right? But here's another thing. Sometimes you get lost in the sauce mm-hmm. and, you know, but you do, right? You win a Super Bowl and you're like, you know, yeah, that guy that like maybe like Nick Scott, who like they really like, but like maybe they could have, you know, they they really liked, I know this for a fact, they really liked Jaquan Brisker in the draft. They just didn't have a second round pick. And you look at what Brisker did this year, his rookie year in Chicago, and you're like, man, if they had him, I, I don't know, but he's he's damn good at Penn State. But here's the thing that I'm getting at. Guys that were kind of, you know, like, okay, you know, Nick Scott played really well in the in the playoffs. You know, they, they stuck by him going in this year. Taylor Rapp, uh, you know, Cam Akers giving him a shot. Guys like that, that maybe they have a chance to upgrade now and, and like maybe the glass has shattered. Like, all right, they were cool. Like we were fine with them before, but now we realize that like, okay, we can't really play favorites here. Now we need to upgrade these positions. Maybe we like the pl- the person, maybe the player's good, but we need an upgrade here. We need to do what we did with Bobby Wagner to go out. And I mean, you have Micah Parsons during the Super Bowl, like, man, Rams need some linebackers, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know they need Cameron Lynch, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, but it was it was funny, though, because as soon as he said that, for whatever reason, 
I like had a feeling the Rams were going to make some serious like adjustments uh, on their defense. And sure enough, they go out and they get Bobby Wagner. Um, you know, there was talk about them. I don't know if you remember this, but like some some whispers that I was hearing about them being interested in the Honey Badger. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, Tyron Matthew on this defense would have been fun, but they didn't go that direction. Jalen wanted to go that direction. He liked my tweet about going in that direction. Um, but they did not. And obviously they don't have all the money in the world. They are going to have to pay guys, etc. But I will say this. I think this allows the Rams to really look at it. Even though the defense was very good this year, they played a scheme where the offense was, it was designed for the offense to score at least 25 points a game and they win almost every game. Right. But the defense didn't get that offensive you know, we talk, we call it run support in baseball. They didn't get that, that scoring support in football, um, touchdown support, if you will. So now the defense is going to have to start figuring things out. You have to imagine the offense will be back to 2020, 2021, something along those lines, not last year. There, there's no way the offense next year will be like this year. There, there's just no way that happens back to back seasons, but you have to, you know, account for the fact like, if this offense isn't as amazing as they want it to be, if it's not a 25 points per game, 28, whatever, and it's more of like a 22, do you continue down that road of playing the bend don't break? Because the whole point of that is you have a really powerful offense. Then you're just going to outscore everyone. You're, you're throwing touchdowns. They're kicking field goals. You're going to win every game that way. But if that's not the case and the offense does take a step back, uh, and what I mean by that is not a step back from this year, but a step back from 2021. And you start to realize they've been somewhat figured out. Then they need to have a backup plan for that. There's no excuse. So, you know, I think going into this year, you know, this off season, now they can look, is Higby enough for us? Do we need to go out and get another tight end? Um, you know, I know they've been interested in the past, you know, Zach Ertz was a guy that was floated around as an option, um, what you you OJ Howard. Think, uh, OJ Howard probably OJ Howard, we said it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I understand and I actually tweeted about Bryson Hopkins because I'm a big fan of his. I interviewed him at the senior bowl. He told me straight up the Rams were going to draft him. They envisioned him as a tandem with with Tyler Higby. Mm. What I don't think I agree with with the what the Rams did with him is if you watch his tape at Purdue, the guy flew. Mm -hmm. Like he was a <clears throat> wide receiver tight end hybrid. He goes to the NFL and they're like, yeah, we want you to put on some weight. We want you to be more of a well-rounded, uh, you know, pass catching and blocking type of tight end. Here's the issue with that. Not everybody makes that transition. And I think he gained enough weight where he was a better blocker and he made some very crucial blocks in the Super Bowl. Um, but Cam, the Super Bowl, he had more catches in the Super Bowl than he had all year. Mm. How is that acceptable? Yeah. I mean... I that's a fourth round tight end that I thought they absolutely stole. I thought he was by far the best tight end in that draft. I thought he should have gone in the second round. Um, I just don't think they've used him correctly. So now push comes to shove here. When your offense is really struggling, you have to be able to rely on your tight end to kind of bail you out. You know, that safety net, security blanket, whatever. And I saw Baker kind of lean a little bit on Higby. I know it's hard to say. I mean, he only threw, what, 22 passes. The Packers had the ball, you know, like... 65 to 70 percent of the because game they ran it more than the, the rams did yeah <laughs> exactly um but in the red zone he leaned on tyler higby mm -hmm. got the touchdown you know and higby is 
kind of had a disappearing act since Cooper Cup went down, which is really a bummer because he was on pace to have like 900 yards at one point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess my question for you looking at this team, like when is enough enough? Like when when do you go out and you, you're like, you know what? We see what Cole Komet's doing with Justin Fields. And that offense is abysmal. It is Justin Fields running the ball for 100 yards because they can't throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But Cole Komet has made some huge plays to keep drives alive, to you know convert a third down. Uh, you look at Pat Fryermuth and what he's meant to the development of Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. And when Pickett's out, what he's meant as the safety net for a Mitchell Trubisky. You know, you look at what you know, guys like Dalton Schultz have meant to Dak Prescott. And I'm not mentioning, if you notice, I'm not mentioning Kittle, Kelsey, mm-hmm. Waller, Pitts. I'm mentioning the guys that's here below that still matter, still contribute. The Rams don't need a superstar tight end. If Tyler Higby stays healthy, you know, and they're they're clicking on all cylinders, he can have an 800-yard season. I don't have a doubt about that. But is it time to add another guy here? Maybe even a better tight end than Tyler Higby. Is it time to, I, I mean, you and I have already signed off, sign OJ Howard next year. What, uh, will it kill you? No, it won't. Just give it a shot. Um, but, you know, looking at the draft, there are some guys, you know, Dalton Kincaid from Utah. You know, you look at Tucker Kraft from San Jose State or South Dakota State, excuse me. Um, you know, there are some guys that I was looking at in the draft and I'm like, you know what? Tight end is like that rookie position where you have to play offensive line and you have to play wide receiver. Mm -hmm. It is the hardest to, I think, really adapt to, uh, aside from maybe cornerback, because backpedaling as a rookie is brutal. Yeah, yeah. Playing tight end end is super tough. Um, I would equate it almost to like a a linebacker where you have to blitz, you have to tackle, you have to cover, you have to pretty much do it all, and it's it's not an easy position. So we go back to the point about the tight end position at the Rams. We talked about this before. Tight end is the quarterback's best friend at the end of the day, right? It's the quickest throw, it's the easiest throw, unless you're throwing to a running back, which should be Kyron Williams, which we haven't really seen a lot. But the, <laughs> the tight end is, is the quarterback's best friend. And so a lot of times, too, the run game, the run game can be benefited by a great tight end that can block. You go to Mercedes Lewis, you know, at the Packers. He is there because he's yeah. 6'9", and a man can block. You know, he can run block, he can catch the ball. And so having having tight ends that can get in the backfield like the Rams did with Skoranek, which he probably should not have been back there, right? But he, he made it happen. But um, Skoranek, man, he's he's all everything, right? He's run down on kickoff, punt, you know, blocking at fullback, which is really hard to do. But the Rams can get somebody to actually block, I think it would be really helpful. Um, that'll help with the pass pro. That'll help with the offensive line, not, have, not having to take on as much. So um, when you think about Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby can block, but we'd rather see him out catching that football. And so maybe bringing the tight end that can get, that can be that factor for the Rams. I think is really important. And Jake, I want to bring this up too. I know we've talked about it before, but just F them picks, right? We, we, I think it was one of our, 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 uh, our burning questions. How did the Rams do with F them picks? And I think now, I think we're seeing uh, the, the aftermath of F them picks. Like, I don't know if it was a great idea at this point because, the Rams could have used some of those picks to help folks out, but you know, it's the off season has to be better. You know, even just talking about that, the draft has to be oh, better. Yeah. Preparation has to be better. Everything has to be better for the Rams to return and do what they did. Because as we're talking about it, it just is unacceptable. So, um, and then really quick, Sean McVay, 
using all of his weapons. He finally used Tutu after, um, you know, after Cooper Cup got hurt. And so it's like, man, you got these, you got these guys on your team that can just ball. Like, why are we waiting for so waiting so long to use them? And so the offseason has to be better. I think that it's finished strong and then have a great offseason. That's our next iteration. So, Absolutely. And, you know, not even just from what makes a football team better, but when you look at, you know, like Tutu Atwell, there are people now that think like he's a bust because like, oh, well, he can't get on the field. And then you have Sean McVay come out and admit that, well, I should have put him on the field more. So like you have the coach admitting that he was wrong and people still want to call him a bust. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I agree with you. I think that they, they have something there Atwell, cup van Skoranek, but your, your buddy, uh, Alan Robinson, I'm not convinced on. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm out on him because I'm not, I think the Rams are the Rams do this thing. Uh, let's not forget. 2016, they, uh, not 26, 2017, the first move of the McSneed era was to sign fellow linebacker, your teammate, Alec Ogletree Mm -hmm. to like a five-year deal. He was the first move in the McSneed era. They traded him for nothing to the Giants, Mm. like nothing. Dirty. And, you know, and, and I still don't like the way his ending was. I, I, you know, I understand he had a lot of, had a lot of haters, uh, but I, I really liked the pick when they got him. Um, I also think he doesn't get enough credit because he literally moved to a position where he wasn't supposed to be playing. Like you guys were a four, three and now all of a sudden you're a three, four. Mm-hmm. So asking Alec to do that. I mean, it's not the same thing, um, you know, because to me, he was an inside linebacker in a four, three or maybe even an outside linebacker in a four, three. And I just felt like they were asking too much of him being an inside backer in a three, four. Mm-hmm. It's a different um, ball game. Personally. It's a different ball game. You know? um, it's more gap sound. He's better from sideline to sideline. You know, in the three, four, you have those guys like Hoy and Floyd kind of setting the edge, the, the anchor we talk about. Yeah. And so with the three, four linebackers, you're just going straight downhill to fill those gaps. Alec Ogletree, he wants to run from one sideline to the other strip the football, intercept it like he is a, a major athlete. So I, I agree with you. I don't know if I like seeing him on the Giants and kind of having that, like, I don't say Todd Gurley-esque ending, but, like, it just wasn't the ending that we wanted to see. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I heard, you know, you guys really liked him in the locker room, too. So you lose a guy like that. Obviously, I know how it worked with the Rams. Like, you know, everything, you know, worked out ended up going to Super Bowl in 2018, all that. But yeah, it, it's, it reminds me of like, like Ogletree because, you know, the, the first move they made was that. And so now I'm thinking they gave that guy five years. They told him he was set. Like, you're not moving. You're staying in LA. We committed to you to be our linebacker of the future. And then no time at all. He's gone. They trade him away for like nothing. Um, Allen Robinson didn't even really perform at the level that Ogletree had already done. He was only there for one year. They gave him 15 million over three years. You got to pay gains. You got to pay a Sean. You got to at least try. Uh, you got to pay some other guys, you know, whether you want to bring back Scott rap, you know, Edwards, etc. Um, 
I, I do not think that they're going to keep a Rob. Mm. I think they're going to look at it as we tried it. It failed. They're going to trade him. They might get Brandon cooks. I think they could get Robert Woods back. Potentially. We talked about that with John Robinson taking over uh, or not taking over, stepping down. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some cap casualties. I think Taylor Lewan is also in the mix. I keep bringing him up because man, if the, the Rams could grab him, it would be like not having Andrew Whitworth, but kind of similar. I, I feel like he's that kind of leader and you know, uh, he's the veteran. The, uh, but, uh, Taylor, Taylor Lewan, uh, I'm going to push back on that one a little bit. Um, not a fan. Nah, he's more of a personality. Um, mm. yeah, he's more of a personality. Um, it was funny because we were actually scrim- when I was with the Buccaneers, we were scrimmaging the Titans. And so JPP, you know, all those guys were sitting on the sidelines taking a knee during one of the drills and Taylor, the one walks over to our team and like starts talking mess. Like, dude, like JPP was like, I was, oh. I was just killing you just now, but I just Taylor the one, I just know no personality wise. Um, you know, I know Cam Akers had the personality issues kind of in the beginning. I think with Taylor DeWan that we might see something like that again. So I'm gonna push back on Taylor DeWan just because of my personal experience with him. He might have gotten better, Jake. I'm not sure, but you know. Hey, th- this this is the dynamic he brings, folks. Yeah. I never would have known that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. I, I I like that. Yeah, there's gonna be plenty of stories you're gonna have to tell during the the dead off season. I hope you know definitely, this. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so so we're gonna have story time with Cam on the the pod. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but no, go, going back to it though, you know, I, I think if there was, you know, like FanDuel has like FanDuel Sportsbook, they have these like betting, um, you know, promos, right? They have these boosts. I, I would like the way I would word it is like give me a boost that the Rams get one of these three wide receivers, Mm. Robert Woods, Brandon cooks, OBJ. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of those three will be a Ram next year. And I will bet on that boost. Okay. Now FanDuel is not going to put that out there, but I am putting it out there. Okay. Nice. I don't know what the odds would be. Cam. I don't know if it's plus 400. It's three receivers out of a pool of over 150 plus. So, I mean, honestly, it could be like plus 1100. That could be like some good odds, but I just, that's how I look at it. I feel like it's going to be one of those three. Um, and, and I would bet on that and, because and you don't think, I think you don't think a Rob's going to come back next year, huh? Jake, that hurts I my don't, soul. That hurts um, my soul, dude. If he does though, like look out for him because you know, if they get rid of him, that's them saying multiple things. He doesn't fit. We we screwed up. We shouldn't let Woods go. And it could also be saying the one that I'm a little scared about because I do like Allen Robinson. But it could also be saying he's not the same guy. Mm. And I would I'd be a little bummed about that. I'm not gonna lie. because uh, if he does leave the Rams, I hope he gets traded at high value where he can go and he can go just like rip off, you know, thousand yard seasons to end his career. But you know, I, I think it's going to be one of those three. Um, I will say that I think right now the most likely one is Robert Woods. The money doesn't equal the production. And it's not Woods' fault. If you watch the Tennessee offense, it's excruciatingly boring. Uh, what they do is they run with Derrick Henry, which anyone would do if they had Derrick Henry. But, like, they don't even throw to Robert Woods. Mm. They have him because he blocks well. But are they going to be able to justify paying him as much as they are so he can just block and only have 20, 30 yards a game? 
I don't think so. And so I think he's a cap casualty. I think the Rams would be a, a great fit there. I think the Bills might be a fit. He played in Buffalo as well. And I think also the Chargers could be a fit. Mm. So the Rams are going to have to get on that. The moment that happens, they're going to be like, Bobby, we effed up. Okay. <laughs> Come on back. Captain Patch is waiting for you on that jersey. Yeah. You want number two? You want 17? We'll, we'll figure it out. Just, you know, come back. We, <laughs> yeah. we need you. You make the most sense for our offense. We just had the, the worst offense we've had. And it was because you weren't here. I mean, one of the main reasons is because they didn't have Robert Woods. Uh, he just does so much for that offense and did so much for the offense. And I think there's going to be a reunion, whether it's OBJ, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods. But I'll say this, Okay. OBJ is the big sexy one. He, he's the big name. Okay. Superstar globally, like recognized for a haircut. <laughs> right. Uh, love the guy, right? He's one of my favorite players. I got to tell you, I think he's my least desirable this, this off season. I think Woods is the less sexy option, but probably makes the most sense. Yeah. You talk about the injury history. Yes. He had the ACL tear and he had the shoulder injury in 2017. Aside from that, he's been pretty healthy. Uh, you look over at Brandon Cooks, and I, I didn't really think about this. Like Alexis brought this up to me, the concussions, right? Mm. He's injured right now with Houston. He's missed a bunch of games. I mean, I, I really love Brandon Cooks. And if anybody fit the offense like a glove uh, that was a newcomer, it was Brandon Cooks. I mean, the guy came in there and immediately had, you know, 300 plus yards in three games. Um, you know, and he's had a thousand yards in like four different spots, five different teams, whatever. But I think that OBJ at this point in his career, we saw what he did in the Super Bowl. We saw what he's capable of. He's got that superstardom, but I don't know if you could say he's a better fit than Robert Woods. Yeah, I, I feel like you got Tutu Atwell's speed, so you don't need Cooks' speed. Cooks' speed is a nice thing. It's more about how much he fits the offense. But Robert Woods, you're not going to find a better receiver that fits the offense. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're just not. Yeah, I think you said it with the captain patch, right? Like, that's something money can't buy. You know, that leadership in it, like, you can't buy that. And so to have a skill set, um, the familiarity with the with the Rams, like like you said, that's a win-win. So finish strong, finish the season strong, and prepare for next year. Do better in the offseason. Rams, please. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. I, I think the Von Miller deal derailed them. Mm. Um, it derailed them because they spent so much time on trying to court Von Miller to join the Rams again that they took their eyes off of the real prize, which was keeping their offensive line intact by bringing back Austin Corbett. Uh, making sure that they could just keep the core together at the most possible. Mm. Uh, Von Miller was a luxury. Okay. He became a need, but really he was a luxury when they got him. And I, I feel like, like I understand why you want him, but can this guy wasn't 26 years old, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, the bills paid him like Brian Burns is going to get paid. That That's kind of my thing. I see Hassan Reddick get picked up by Philly and I'm like, Balling. He's balling. Kind of feel like they should have gone that direction. <laughs> and I felt that way. You know, it was one of those weird circumstances where I was like, I was so convinced they, they were going to end up with Vaughn. When the Bills name came up, I was like, the Bills? <laughs> yeah. They don't have the money. Who Who's going to go to Buffalo? Who signs 
wanting to go to Buffalo. Josh Allen was drafted by Buffalo. Okay. Robert Woods couldn't get wait to get out of Buffalo. Like it, it, it was a funny thing actually. Cause I was at a, like a business expo or a conference expo or whatever. And uh, you know, I met Robert Woods there and he was asked to be like, you know, what the technology difference was between LA and Buffalo. And like, what he meant by that was like, do you guys have iPads? And they, and like, he basically explained like, they didn't have the same facility the Rams did. Mm. Like the Rams were more modern and the Bills were more old school. I thought that was very interesting. And when he was talking about it, keep in mind, this guy did not want to leave LA. Okay. He signed two contracts to stay with the Rams. He thought he was retiring with the Rams. So I could understand some hurt there. Absolutely. If he does, he doesn't want to go back, but I could also see like, man, I just want to be in LA, right? <laughs> yeah. Like th- th- this year, like, okay, we're going to win the division because, well, it's one of the worst divisions in all of football, but <laughs> you know, like if he's a cap casualty, he'll move on. And, and I think he could go back to the Rams. I really believe that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like you said, it's, it's the things that you can't measure like the heart he has. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when we were talking about him, I mentioned this like a few weeks ago and you, you gave a lot of insight and you're like, this is a guy that's loved in the locker room. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's Bobby freaking Woods. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> you know, you can't win it for that. Bobby. Right. You can't beat that. And I, I think I want to hit on one more point too, before we, before we shake, um, we talked about, uh, your Von Miller, he's won a championship, you know? So I think the Rams are like, Hey, this guy's won the championship before he knows what it takes. You think about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, like, his mindset, the, what they bring to the table, it can't be measured. It can't be bought. So the Rams do that next year, bring on some more championship talent to the team to get back to where they want to go. But we all know they have to do better in the offseason. <laughs> like that's, oh we, we got to do yeah. better. We got to bring on championship <laughs> caliber to get back to where we want to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to say, this could be the offseason of reuniting. Um <clears throat> one one thing that's starting to kind of you know spin around, and I'm sure you've heard about it, the the rumblings that Tom Brady could be going back to New England, and oh. if that happens, man, and, and Robert Woods goes back to the Rams, I mean, there's going to be a lot of different. I think reuniting is it's good for the sport. I mean, when LeBron went back to Cleveland, everyone you know everyone loved it really, except for Heat fans. Um, not that they really have anything to complain about. The dude signed there with, he got Dwayne Wade and uh, Chris Bosch to all sign off on that. Mm-hmm. So whatever. But, you know, I, I feel like like reuniting is is a nice story in sports. And we do see it. Um, you know, my Yankees just re-signed Tommy Canely. He was a guy that was on the team for years and then they let him go and then he's back, right? We see reuniting all the time. But I think the guys that get, you know, the whole reunion going... Think about, I at least you know for me. Think about um, the uh, oh the linebacker. I think it was uh for the New England. He's been on that team oh, so many Van, times. Is he, it Van Hoyt or Van? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, but I, I know who you're talking Van about. Noy, but no, Van Noy. Van Noy. No, it was. Uh, I mean, I think he also reunited with them. But no, it was. Um, Oh, I forget something. Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins was like an all pro linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I think they trade him to Cleveland or like he, he got signed by whatever. Um, and he came back to the Patriots mm-hmm. and we just see it more and more. 
I think it would be really good for the Rams to reunite with Robert Woods. They don't need to go crazy and reunite with everybody. Yeah. But you want to you wanna bring a guy like that back in the picture. Plus, Cooper Cup loves the guy, yeah. right? So I think it would be you sign a two-year deal with Robert Woods. You bring him back. You trade A-Rob. And uh, you kind of look at like last year never happened, but <laughs> yeah. it did. Like kind of like what they're going to do with the whole... Uh, since, you know, Marvel reference here, they're going to do with the whole Daredevil. You ever see Daredevil yeah, on Netflix? Yeah, yeah they're going to they're going to pretend it didn't happen, but it did like they have memory of it. But like, it, I don't look, I'm not the biggest fan of that. <laughs> yeah. OK, I it can get a little missing, but that's what's going to happen. Like, I think the Rams are going to if they go out and they get Robert Woods and kind of reset a little bit, they can be like, yeah, la- last year happened, but it didn't happen. Right. You know? Yep. So we'll see. Like, pr- well, you know, hey, we're running it back because last year didn't happen. So technically, we're just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like it's that type of vibe. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, so that is going to do it. Episode 144 uh, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. You can follow me at JK Bogan. You can follow Cameron Lynch at Cameron Lynch 50. And uh, we'll be back soon. But until next time, you guys take care. Talking to Broncos. uh, Go Rams. Go Rams. Almost Rams. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.